Hello there and welcome to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. I'm your host Peter and I am a wellbeing coach, a certified intuitive eating facilitator, eating psychology coach and trauma-informed practitioner. And what all of that means is that I support people to heal their relationship with food, their bodies and themselves. And on this podcast, we there is a huge focus on self-compassion, on being kind to yourself, on taking proper care of yourself. And I hope you enjoy every single episode. In this week's episode, we're looking at overcoming struggles, challenges and hurdles. Over the years, I've worked with many clients who have got to a point where they've reached out to me and said, can we have a session? Um, Or maybe it's a one-off session. They may be actively coaching with me too and say, in the next session, can we dedicate that particular session to this. And when this happens around overcoming struggles and hurdles and challenges in life, often this manifests in either feeling completely stuck and lost and not really seeing a way out and not really seeing a direction to take. Feeling helpless and that feeling of helplessness can lead into feelings of hopelessness. For others, it can be a case of burying their head in the sand, completely ignoring the situation, turning their head the other way, not willing to think about it or speak about it. And for some, when challenges and struggles and hurdles come along, there is this need to take action, but almost too much action, a need to rush in, put it right, overcome it quickly. In life, we can often look at these times of struggle as failure. At times where, for one reason or another, we have created a situation where we are now facing something challenging or a struggle. However, this happens to us all. We're all human. We're all living life. If we weren't living life, these things wouldn't happen. These things aren't necessarily born out of mistakes. Sometimes they come from just life happening. And it's worth remembering that. It's worth remembering that often struggles and hurdles and challenges make us stronger. They don't only make us stronger, they create a knowledge and a wisdom within us for next time. We learn from overcoming those things. And inevitably, when we must overcome something, a new part of us is discovered, grown, evolved or even created, which is pretty awesome. We are the sum of all of those struggles and hurdles and challenges. In this week's episode of the podcast, I've decided to share a workshop with you that was in the Nourishing Soulfully archives. So this workshop in particular is really useful at looking at challenges and struggles. In fact, it's actually entitled Overcoming Hurdles. I just have a feeling there may be a soulful nourisher out there right now who needs this. If you're listening to this, Find some time in your diary, you probably need around an hour or so to complete the workshop. And you might be thinking at this point, but this whole podcast episode isn't an hour long, Peter. This is because throughout the workshop, I ask you to pause the podcast, or in fact, in this one, I think I ask you to pause the video. However, this is an audio only format. So whilst you answer those journaling prompts or complete tasks, that's when I'm going to ask you to pause. These tasks will be looking at how you have previously overcome challenges in the past, what serves you, what doesn't serve you, and takes a look at different perspectives. As you know, my goal with Nourishing Soulfully is to make it all as valuable as possible. 
everything at its very core delivers great value. So I hope that it provides you with what you need right now. If someone comes to mind who may find this valuable or may need it right now, please do share this episode with them. As I said previously, hurdles are part of life, but a tough part of life. I think we can go through seasons of struggles and challenges and seasons of things going pretty well and a huge part of me wants to say, touch wood, as if it's down to superstition or deserving or luck, but it isn't. You can be the kindest, most caring, most giving person in the world and still face really difficult times in life, times of adversity. When we face struggles and hurdles, it's easy to come to the conclusion that when good times come along, exciting news, positive opportunities, that something is wrong, that something is not quite right there. I think this can often come from when we have been in a difficult period of struggle after struggle for an extended period of time. We could blame Mercury retrograde, we could blame the moon, we could blame all sorts of things and people and situations, but blaming doesn't usually help. What can help is taking a step back, looking at the whole picture, looking at things from different perspectives and knowing that you are strong enough to overcome whatever life throws at you. Trusting that you have all of the knowledge and experience you need and if you don't, that will come in the form of other people or research you can do. Trusting yourself and knowing that you can get through difficult times because you can. Having that self-confidence because at the end of the day, you can have your whole community confident in your abilities to overcome something. But if you yourself are not confident, there's no way you'll do it. Yes, it is that old saying of, if you think you can, you will. Our mindset around things impacts the actions we take. When we're confident, when we trust, we take very different forms of action. We notice different opportunities. We don't take certain action compared to when we doubt ourselves and when we don't trust ourselves and when our self-esteem is low. I hope the following workshop finds you when you need it. It was previously a video workshop, so at times I'm going to ask you to pause the video. And in that case, for you here listening on the podcast, you'll pause the audio instead. This was recorded back in 2018, so it's nearly five years old, but I think the exercises shared, the anecdotes shared, the quotes shared from various books are all still so valuable and so applicable, even five years on. You're going to need to hand a notebook or a journal and a pen and paper and an extra separate piece of paper, which you can write on both sides of. Without further ado, I'm delighted to share with you the Overcoming Hurdles workshop. Enjoy. And I'm delighted to be working with you on this journey through overcoming hurdles. So I'd like to start off today with a beautiful folktale. In ancient times, a king had a boulder placed on a roadway and he himself hid so that nobody could see him. He watched from his hiding place to see if anyone would remove the great rock. Some of the king's wealthiest merchants and couriers came by and simply walked past it. Many blamed the king for not keeping the roads clear, but no one did anything about it. Then a peasant came along one day at carrying a load of vegetables, and upon approaching the boulder, he laid down his load and tried to move the stone to the side of the road. After much pushing and straining, he succeeded. After the peasant picked up his load of vegetables, he noticed a reward lying in the road where the boulder had been. It contained many gold coins and a note from the king indicating that the gold was for the person who removed the boulder from the road. 
The peasant learned that day that what many of us struggle to grasp. Concealed within every obstacle is an opportunity, yet many are unwilling to explore it. So I'd like to ask you now to pause this video and answer the question, can you pinpoint any obstacles from the past which within held an opportunity? We all have hurdles, but quite often with hindsight, we're able to look back and notice the opportunities which they held within them. One way in which we can overcome such hurdles and um, notice and become more aware of these opportunities is by surrendering. However, many of us um, feel very uncomfortable with the thought of surrender. Now, in his book, The Power of Now, this one here, Edgar Tolle um, has a chapter on the meaning of surrender. And he writes... You mentioned surrender a few times. I don't like that idea. It sounds somewhat fatalistic. If we always accept the way things are, we're not going to make any effort to improve them. It seems to me what progress is all about, both in our personal lives and collectively, is not to accept the limitations of the present, but to strive to go beyond them and create something better. If we hadn't done this, we would still be living in caves. How do you reconcile surrender with changing things and getting things done? Now, I think many of us can relate to that. Like, how on earth can surrender help me progress? How can it help me to achieve things? And his answer is really beautiful. To some people, surrender may have negative connotations, implying defeat, giving up, failing to rise to the challenges of life, becoming lethargic and so on. True surrender, however, is something entirely different. It does not mean to passively put up with whatever situation you find yourself in and to do nothing about it, nor does it mean to cease making plans or initiating positive action. Surrender is the simple but profound wisdom of yielding to rather than opposing the flow of life. The only place where you can experience the flow of life is the now. So to surrender is to accept the present moment unconditionally and without reservation. It is to relinquish inner resistance to what is. Inner resistance is to say no to what is through mental judgment and emotional negativity. It becomes particularly pronounced when things go wrong, which means that there is a gap between the demands or rigid expectations of your mind and what is. That is the pain gap. If you have lived long enough, you will know that things go wrong quite often. It is precisely at those times that surrender needs to be practiced if you want to eliminate pain and sorrow from your life. Acceptance of what is immediately frees you from mind identification and thus reconnects you with being. Resistance is the mind. Surrender is a purely inner phenomenon. It does not mean that on the outer level, you cannot take action and change the situation. In fact, it is not the overall situation that you need to accept when you surrender, but just the tiny segment called the now. For example, if you were stuck in the mud somewhere, you wouldn't say, OK, I resign myself to being stuck in the mud. Resignation is not surrender. You don't need to accept an undesirable or unpleasant life situation, nor do you need to deceive yourself and say that there is nothing wrong with being stuck in the mud. No. You recognise fully that you want to get out of it. You then narrow your attention down to the present moment without mentally labelling it in any way. This means that there is no judgement of the now. 
Therefore, there is no resistance, no emotional negativity. You accept the isness of this moment. Then you take action and do all that you can to get out of the mud. Such action I call positive action. It is far more effective than negative action, which arises out of anger and despair or frustration. Until you achieve the desired result, you continue to practice surrender by refraining from labeling the now. Let me give you a visual analogy to illustrate the point I am making. You are walking along a path at night, surrounded by a thick fog, but you have a powerful flashlight that cuts through the fog and creates a narrow, clear space in front of you. The fog is your life situation, which includes past and future. The flashlight is your conscious presence and the clear space is the now. How often do you surrender and what stops you from surrendering? Press pause and journal on this now, please. I love the saying this too shall pass and it brings me great comfort in times where maybe I could do with surrendering um, and especially in times where I'm feeling very anxious or like I can't do something like I'm really struggling. So it may be that these these words offer you great comfort, um, other words such as what's meant to be will be or what's for me shall not pass by me. Um, There are plenty of sayings out there. If mm, there isn't one that currently resonates with you, hop onto Pinterest and search for surrender and quote and you may find one that offers you comfort too, which you can kind of use as a mantra. So how do you respond to challenges? What are your stress responses? So we've, many of us have heard of fight and flight, but there are in fact four stress responses, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Um, And I'd love to know which ones, and it's great for you to identify which ones you fall under. So it may be that you're one or two, um, or that you're mainly this one with a bit of dash of this one, or you used to be more this one, but now you're more this one. It's great to recognize which you are. So fight um, is where we stand up and do our best to fight against the challenge. It's proactive, but it's also risky. Um, And sometimes it can cause us to... um, make the opposite of what we want to happen happen flight is where we run we give up we decide never to try that thing again we don't want any ties to it and we don't ever wish to hear about it again freeze is where we stop we don't run we don't um fight we just freeze often this is the same as animals playing dead um so that the predator will leave them alone we don't respond we also can't make choices or move forward in any way and then fawn trying to please a person to avoid conflict, bending over backwards to please people, um, taking on the needs and wishes of others to keep us safe, often apologising without need and having no boundaries and saying yes to everything asked of you. Fear has a lot to do with our ability to overcome challenges. And I love this exercise in the book, We, um, which I have mentioned in other workshops, if you've done any of those. This is a great book um, and it's called We, the Uplifting Manual for Women Seeking Happiness. You're going to need a blank piece of paper on both sides for this exercise. So pause the video whilst you grab that. Okie dokie. On one side of your piece of paper, you are going to write the word fear. And around the word fear, I would like you to write what scares you. Um, The things that scare you about specific challenges that you have faced or that you are facing. Okay, now it's time to add any emotions and feelings attached to that. So it might be despair or anxiousness or indecisiveness. So hit pause for a moment whilst you do that. Okie dokie. 
Now what I would like you to do is flip the same piece of paper over and on the back of it, write trust. What we are doing now is upgrading our operating system. Um, so ask yourself, how would my life look if I wasn't afraid? How would I feel? What would I do differently? Write down keywords about how each situation would be transformed if you weren't afraid. What would you do if you weren't scared to say how you felt? How would you live if you weren't scared of losing your job? If you weren't telling yourself that you're too young or too old to do something, what would you do? Visualise what life would look like if you weren't afraid. Press pause whilst you're doing that. Okay, now it's time to add in words around emotions and feelings within this. So it might be free, courageous, brave, empowered, any words like that. Once you've done that, I would like you to look at the fear side and notice how that's making you feel. See how easy it is to flip that piece of paper to the trusting side and all of the things that you will feel if you trust and the way that life could look if you just trusted. And this is a great thing to be able to turn to when you're feeling worried and scared and fearful to look at that and then see how easy it is to flip that mindset into one that is more trusting. Another great tool that I use a lot is journaling conversations. And it's something that I turn to whenever I'm feeling um, upset or anxious or like I have a really big challenge ahead of me. I'm going to share two um, journaling conversations that I have in my own journal and they are just small parts of the whole conversation that I had on two different days. Um, and what's really important here is if you do try this out, promise yourself that you're not going to reread it. So for me, this, these are two um, conversations I had two years ago. So it's nothing that is um, recent for me or that I'm going through now. It doesn't feel raw for me to read it back at all. I recommend finding a quiet place to sit, maybe get a cup of tea, light a candle. Make this really special for yourself because it's going to feel quite vulnerable. And you are, it is going to be quite emotional to do this sometimes. Once you have written down at the top of your page um, the challenge that you're facing, what you're going through, why you're finding it difficult, you may find that you don't feel that you have an answer, that nothing comes. So you can ask one of the following questions. Why? What's making you feel like this? When did you start feeling like this? Where has this come from? Do you think you're expecting too much of yourself? What do you need most? Are your basic needs being met? Are you hungry, thirsty, tired? Do you feel comfortable and safe at home in your clothes with those who surround you? So let's look at two examples of my own journaling conversations. The first one was on the 10th of June, 2018. And I'd written, I slept so much last night, too much. I feel bad about it. I had so many nightmares. Why do I have so many dreams like this? And then I'd answered, because you are overthinking everything right now, you need reassurance, you're scared, it's okay, you're okay, you're safe. Now recognise here that I am using the word you, or sometimes I use my name, I never use the word I in my answers. This creates a little bit of space for yourself. It means that you're able to use that really kind, um, forgiving, non-judgmental voice that you use for others, especially young children or those you really love. Um, friends. Notice here that I'm using in my answers the word you or my name and this allows us to create space. It allows us to answer in a really non-judgmental, loving, kind way without creating any kind of defensiveness from that scared part of us. So then um, I've asked why am I scared? Because you're off balance, you're not connecting to yourself. How do I connect to myself? Do what makes your soul happy. Well what makes my soul happy? 
learning new things, reading, doing yoga, sunshine, cat cuddles, tea, quiet walks alone. And that's what I needed. This just this is just a part of a much bigger conversation. But I just needed that little nugget of but what makes your soul happy and to answer that. And that then gave me something that I needed that day. The next um, conversation is from the 20th of June 2018. And I've written, I feel very conflicted and anxious right now, particularly around my job. What can I do? I need help. Why do I feel like this? And the response was, you feel like this because you are not aligned. You are not connected with yourself. You are listening to the judgmental thoughts and you feel as if you are being pushed into something you do not want to do. You know that something greater awaits you. You will be safe whatever decision you make, whatever action you take. You are okay. You are safe, Peter. Notice said I've used the word you and my name and I'm repeating that I'm safe and it's going to be okay. So then I've asked, what should I do tomorrow? You should take time to align yourself, connect with yourself, be gentle and calm, wake early and nurture yourself, your body, your mind and spirit. When you're in the meeting, stay calm, listen to your gut, do not reply immediately, don't get defensive. Reply with what feels right, say no if that feels right. You will be safe whatever you do. In turning down this role, new doors will open, opportunities will flood through as long as you are true to you. That day, I turned down the role in the meeting, something I wouldn't have done if I hadn't have had that conversation with myself. I was completely burnt out and needed a break. I needed support, not a promotion, which at that point meant more responsibility, more work and the same pay. I also delegated many of the tasks I was doing which weren't part of my role to others. Two months later, I was offered my dream role at the time in working with children at a different school as an emotional support assistant. I also find it really interesting to ask the question, what hurdles have others overcome? And this is something that I spend time doing. I like to listen um, to the challenges that people have faced and overcome and whether that's listening to TED Talks or podcasts or reading biographies um, or watching documentaries. I find it really interesting and it helps us see that we're not alone in this world and that everyone is facing challenges and hurdles and struggles every day and that we can overcome them because if they can overcome them we can overcome them can you think of a time i'm sure somebody has said this to you um i don't i just don't know how you do it because that's often said to many of us um and at the time the person really doesn't know how that how we could do it and they think that they couldn't do it at all but we can all do it we're all human we're all strong and courageous and amazing Believe in yourself. You are able to overcome the biggest hurdles life throws at you. You can use tools such as the fear and trust page, journaling conversations and anything else you have to hand. Above all, believe in yourself. You are able to overcome the biggest hurdles that life throws at you. Remember that you can access tools such as the fear and trust page, journaling to yourself and also keep in mind that sometimes you should and can surrender. You can trust that this too shall pass and above all, keep listening to how others overcome challenges and speak openly about that with those that you feel you can speak to. I hope that you see that you are the most courageous, strong, incredible person and that you can overcome anything that life throws at you. In doing this workshop, you've been able to gain greater awareness around how you um, approach hurdles and struggles that you face. And now you have some tools within your toolbox to work through those things. Thank you so much for taking the time to complete the Overcoming Hurdles workshop. If you've got any questions, pop an email over to Peter, that's P-E-T-A, at nourishingsoulfully.com. 
I'd like to take a moment to tell you about Elevate, a course in self-kindness. From self-neglect to self-care, the answer is Elevate, the life-changing course in self-kindness and self-care. And within this course, you learn to take proper care of yourself. So if you're feeling disconnected, unbalanced, lacking in understanding of what you want, who you are and how to treat yourself, Elevate will support you in tuning into your intuition, listening to your needs and prioritising your true self. So it looks at connecting to your true self, up-levelling your self-respect, renewing your understanding, growing self-belief and tuning into intuition. So Elevate is now available as an access on demand course, which means that you can access it at any time of day, anywhere in the world, as long as you've got internet connection. And it is now self-paced, so you can work through it at your own pace and feel free to pop an email over if you get stuck with something, you're unsure of something. If you'd like to find out more about this life-changing course in self-kindness, visit nourishingsoulfully.com forward slash elevate or check out the show notes. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you're not a member, if you're not signed up to the email list, I highly recommend doing so if you enjoy this podcast. Um, if you go to nourishingsoulfully.com forward slash Peter, all one word, you will be able to um, sign up there. And each week I send a self-kindness letter on a Friday morning with some kind of snippet of inspiration or motivation, which is really easy to pop into action for you for the weekend and the week ahead, as well as a few bits that I've been up to, little personal things. And I always pop in there as well, links which you might find useful or valuable. So come along, come and sign up to the newsletter. It would be wonderful to have you on board. Until next time, be gentle, be kind. Remember, you're doing the best you can, always. Sending lots of love your way.